As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys, we're back. Episode two, Martinis and Murder. I'm Darren. And I'm John. I'm the martini of the group and you're the murder. <laughs> That's a good if way we to put it. If we were to sign characters. That's a good way to put it. Okay, Although good. after last week's episode, it seems like you were the most... You, you you were setting yourself up to be Freaked murdered. Freaked out? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I think that's a good way to actually start <laughs> this uh, part of it. Um, again, we're drinking martinis. In fact, Matt, yeah. um, we do need a refill. A refill. Yeah, yes. we do need a little bit no, of a refill. No, we did want to do one. a new martini on this week's episode because it's the same topic. It's still stiff as a dead body. Stiff as a dead body. It needs to... It needs to <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. There's that muscle. I like it. We need a little like microphone by the tumbler or whatever over yeah. there just so it has <laughs> its own tumbler. it has its own line um so here's my drink matt if you want to refill us yeah. let's get this thing going last week yes. we actually left you guys off um with a terrifying phone call and for anyone who has looked this up on the fbi's youtube yeah. or just in youtube in general i hope you understood what i was talking about with the imagery <laughs> and i hope you could terrorize sleep yourself. at night yeah. um but just for anyone who's coming in today we're just going to play a little bit of that snippet of the phone call of the east area rapist who we will continue to discuss today, so play it. Okay, so yeah, that's terrifying still, even a week later. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping there's some audio engineer that can clear that up for us out there who's going to be listening to like... Wouldn't it be funny if they like listened in and it was like an episode of Friends? Well, I guess not in the 70s, but... Yeah, we yeah. have an episode of... That's so, that's so quaint. <laughs> I lo- you're the only person I know that could compare the East Area Rapist and to, like to bring friends. it to Friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, like what if it's just like some show we all love in the background while he's like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seinfeld in the background. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Um, so, yeah, Matt's making us a refill. We're all set up for a new episode of Martinis and Murder. We yeah. hope you guys love this uh, first episode. We had so much fun making it. Um, and we're going to get into some more fun, disgusting, terrifying details. We're going to get through the evolution of him and now. Theories. And theories. Uh, and theories. And just to recap, to give you guys um, one of the basic, one of the, I think, yeah. the most important facts is according to, thank you so mm, much um, for the martini. Oh, Actually, before you, we get started, let's do a little cheers. Oh, another cheers. You know, cheers. a nice way to start it off. Ding, thank you, ding, ding. Thank ding. you, Matt. Thank um, you, the bartender, and also my boss. So according, not mine, though. Not your boss. Um, so I'm, I'm great. <laughs> yeah, you're I, good I've to got go. no liability here. Um, <laughs> according to the FBI, the East Area Rapist is responsible for tel- 12 homicides, yes. 45 rapes, and more than 120 well, burglaries. And sorry, not to interrupt you, but we should mention, if you haven't listened to episode one, you probably should go back probably and do that should, now. Probably should. Yeah. But because, this is just to give you a setting the scene. Exactly. 
exactly. if you will. And plus, you'll get to know, you know, what drink we're drinking, things like yes. that. You'll, there's a Winnie the Pooh reference. Um, a lot of good stuff lot, in the first episode. Lots of good episode. stuff in that first episode. So if you don't, we might be referencing things from that episode. So yeah. if you if, if you just started listening, listen to episode one. Don't listen to episode two right away. Yeah. All right. So why don't you take this first part? Because I think it's very interesting, all this, you know, where he ends up going. So he started out in Northern California. We were saying he started on the east side of Sacramento, hence right. the name East, east Area, Area Rapist. Rapist. Yeah. But for those of you who have ever heard of this man, have done a little research yourself, you've also probably seen him in connection with uh, the name the original Night Stalker. And that's because as he moved down California to Southern California, where Los Angeles is, mm-hmm. um, they began to call him that. And so in your research, you're probably going to be seeing both of those names. Right. But for our purposes, we're just going to stick with calling him the East Area Rapist. And but why did they find? Why did they eventually link those names? Why <laughs> clever you ask, John? <laughs> I just want to make sure that, they, that everyone knows. So authorities actually didn't know. So these a lot of these. In fact, every he was most active in the seventies, yeah. and authorities didn't know for sure that the original Night Stalker and the East Area Rapist were the same person. Yeah. Until uh, advances in DNA actually linked them to be the same person in. 2001. Yeah. So this is like 30 years later, well, 25 years later yeah. that um, they figured out it was the same person. Like, So th- so basically to set this up, just to, in other words, I should say, there are all these different murders, rapes, everything going on. Yes. Basically, Southern California was like in crisis because it was happening after, I guess, what was going on in Northern California. Everyone in Southern California thought they were so safe and so cool <laughs> living that L.A. life. Yeah. They weren't in Sacramento. <laughs> And then, and then they find out then, later yeah. on there's this one person. Equal doing opportunity all this. rapist murderer. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Absolutely. Uh, there's a new name for him that we just yeah, came the up equal with. Equal opportunity rapist murderer. Murderer. It yeah. flows off the tongue. It's so nice. What it, a beautiful <laughs> title. Um, but so, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Moves down to Southern California and starts attacking there. He was actually almost caught on his first attack. I don't know if you knew this, no, but I didn't, which is kind of crazy to think about that he was almost caught because none of this would have happened, would have and even, we probably wouldn't, we wouldn't be have a this. show. So I no. guess it was a weird. Do we say? Thank you. I don't. I feel uncomfortable Are to say thank you. Are we happy about this? Um, but basically, the victims <laughs> were actually tied. <clears throat> the victims were tied up. Uh, but the woman's feet that he tied up weren't tied well. Oh, right. And, and then, so she got to make a dash for the front door. Oh she escaped. Yeah. She makes a dash for the front door. Remember, he's attacking couples at this right, point. So right. it's a man and a woman. Uh, he caught her. He pushed her down. And he's an athletic yeah. male, overbearing. You know, five foot eight, six feet tall. So he attacks her. And the boyfriend had managed to hop off the bed and hop into the while he's basically, yeah. you know, attacking the woman who's trying to escape. The guy is not being watched after, so he manages to escape, hops off the bed into the backyard through a sliding glass door, and he begins screaming in order to, uh, you know, attract distra- attention, whatever, attract attention to yeah. distract. Oh, um, right, away yes. from the woman, so that way he would start attacking the guy. I think, yeah. in order to let the woman go, go free. So he just starts screaming. Also. You hear someone screaming in the yard, let's hope someone would kind of pay attention to that. Maybe more people would come over. You would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's not for sure if he was trying to distract from the woman, but I kind of think that he was, you know, being chivalrous in this point. As we play this out in our heads, yeah. Um, So the East Area Rapist 
left the woman, went to go get the guy who was screaming in the backyard, and then she began screaming, screaming near the front door. Yeah. This is sort of so a, now there's two people there's just screaming. Two their heads people off. screaming. He's right. probably flipping flipping out. He just bailed on the whole situation. <laughs> he was like, I can't, I clearly can't. There's no win here. There's no I'm win. Gonna get caught. They're already outside. So he gets on his bike, yeah. uh, which is like there's something there's so lot to juvenile about it. Yeah. Uh, and if you kind of remember from last week, the fact that he had. You know, first off, he's young, but mm-hmm. the fact that he had said mommy and started crying after a bunch of these things and then hops and then on es- a bike. Like, escapes on a bike? Are you kidding? The imagery of it, it's just like, was he a paper boy? Like, there's just so <laughs> many weird things about it. Um, so, shockingly enough, with this first attack in Southern California, the neighbor of this couple happened to be uh, an FBI agent uh-huh. and saw him riding off very, very quickly. Right. So, I guess the FBI agent had heard all this screaming. Yeah. Looked out the window. Looked out the done window something. at just the right time, whatever. Perhaps. Right. Okay. Saw this guy escaping, gets on his bike, runs off. Yep. An FBI agent being an FBI agent gets in his car, car. Um, and starts pursuing him. So I always wonder, you know, we know that this happened, but I'm so curious. I wish we could find out somehow if the FBI agent had a gun on him. Or if there was a gun in the car. But, like, as an FBI agent, can you just, like, whip out your gun yes. and start shooting? You can Well, even, maybe like, not. I don't know about that. That I don't know the answer to that question. But I feel like I always hear, maybe this is just television and movies, but an FBI agent, in my mind, always has, like, a gun or always has some kind of, like... Sunglasses and a suit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he's always prepared. He or she is always prepared to, like, you know, chase down the suspect. Think. Yeah, you would think I so. I mean, but think about it. East Area Rapist is in yeah. a bike. FBI agent, an FBI agent yeah. is in a car, right. and this guy st- catches up with him, right. catches him in his headlights, <laughs> the easy rapist ditches his bike and pursues this whole thing on foot and escapes. He hops over a fences and he manages to get away, which... Still blows my mind. I mean, if you think about a neighborhood, I guess a car can't go everywhere. But like the fact that he had this guy in his in his headlights and yeah. still managed to escape just says to me that the East Area rapist definitely. Knew the neighborhood. Knew the neighborhood. And my question for you and for us to talk about right now is, could there have been someone VIP who didn't want this guy to get caught? Because here's the thing. Like, was he the son of someone important? Yeah. Like, was he a a family member that, like, you know... People were trying to protect. What I mean, think about what's going on here. He's now done everything he's done up in Sacramento right. as the East Area Rapist. He moves down to Southern California, so he's he's basically escaped that whole scenario up there. Um, they're not going to be able to physically find him the same way, obviously, up there as now that he's in Southern California. He comes and attacks this couple, and now you have three grown adults one of whom is an FBI agent right. who are unable to, you know, I'm putting in quotes here, scare quotes, unable to get this man, you know, under control. I just find that so crazy that and unlikely that three grown people were not able to get this guy under control and catch him. But do you, but like, that's possible. And I it guess is. that's possible, but it, it's also crazy to me that now he's in a completely different area. Right. You know, like he's in a yeah. completely different area of California yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's a very good point. It seems Pulse. it seems very odd that he was never even brought down. The other thing in any too sort of way. is think about you know he obviously knows the neighborhood. It's you know within his other cases he has other escape routes where he knew the, knew the exact way to go on and his it's kind of clever well, of riding a bike. No, and think, if you about, think about it. You know the types of people who know 
neighborhoods and streets right. are, you know, I don't want to say law enforcement, but people that are public servants of some right. kind. I don't know. It just seems like there has to be some connection. They would know all right? the alleyways. They yeah. would know all the... It's just awkward to me that that hasn't ever really come up, especially on Reddit as I'm like playing around on Reddit and Right. And places. especially if he's jumping over fences, right. like how do you he must have known that he was going to be protected by doing that as opposed to going well, into a huge crowd, you know, like, oh, I'm in Times Square. Like, you'd think he would know that he was, like, <laughs> protected is, in some sort of way. If you're targeting and, like, stalking and, like, you know where you're going, would you attack the house next to an FBI agent? Because... But he is cocky. Remember that. Like, he is, I like, I mean, I mean, we can't say for sure. This is all speculation. No, yeah, speculation. But even the fact... Even that town hall thing that we were mentioning. In the first episode, yeah. You know, and, and the fact that he had stuck around, maybe had a sandwich, had a beer, you know, That's left true. these like weird, odd mementos. I mean, this guy. And now he's expanding in Southern California. Maybe he's trying to push it a little bit more. And remember, for those of you who didn't listen to episode one, and yeah. I highly think you should. I can't believe He had that. a really small penis. <laughs> this guy is compensating for something. For something. That's so maybe a good point. he's like, if I can escape an FBI agent, I can really get away with everything. Again. <laughs> Small, small penis. penis. If, if there's one thing you take away from these two parts, it's that he has small penis. Exactly. Yes, it's not the homicides. Um. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. <laughs> well, let's talk about how he was getting away from authorities. I think yeah. that's something we should definitely hit on. So back in Sacramento on December 10th, 1977, he called the sheriff's department and said, quote, I'm going to hit tonight Watt Avenue. Can you give me a little bit more of a menacing? Like, I don't want your normal no, voice. You're right. Ready? December 10th, 1977, calls the sheriff's department and says, I'm going to hit tonight Watt Thank you. Thank you. And Set by the, the way, scene. if they give Emmys, and scene. if they give Emmys away for podcasts, I think I just want. Yeah, one. I think that I'm Golden Globe the, for sure. Golden Globe, absolutely. Um, thank you. I love to act on the spot. Why like not? That. What yeah. a great, a great thing to do. So just so you know, it's Watt Avenue. That's W A T T for anyone who's being the armchair detective listening to the show. Yes, I think it's important to find that out. Um, so okay, and then this goes into my theory a little more. So at t- around two thirty a.m., sheriff deputies spotted a masked man bicycling on the Watt Avenue Bridge, but he was able to elude them. Which... Wow. Uh, uh, now, if I saw anybody... First off, if I saw anyone biking without a helmet, I'd be like, pull over. Right, right. This is bad. You are being <laughs> dangerous, sir. And on top of that, you have a mask. a mask on. And like, he'd warned the Sheriff's Department. Right. All of these things are So, okay, he warned the Sheriff's Department. Don't you think they would be covering... Hypervigilant. Hyper Absolutely. Okay. So I think it's important to know... This is where our bartender comes in a little bit more. Bartender lived right off of Watt Avenue. Our bartender. Our yes. bartender who just served us a refill um, yes. of our drink. I didn't know how, what that word was. Um, 
lived there at this time. And he actually knew kind of like that area and, and explained to us that there's a bunch of dirt trails that run along the American River. Yes. He was able to like, you know, talk about these things. Now, if you remember listening to episode one, we did speculate if Matt was the killer. Right. Because of the small rapist. penis. That was pretty much the main <laughs> right, exactly. evidence that we had. There was. <laughs> and we all agree that it could. He's still there TBD. There were reports. It's potential. It's alleged. There are reports yes. of such things. Um, so just something to note here is that, you know, this is all checked and and we know about, you know, the the geographical situation that's going on. Yes, we have a, a real life person yeah, who has totally. lived there. Um, so he was then located again at 4.30 a.m., this time by the city police. He discarded his bike and successfully fled on foot. But so, again, like... This goes back to my theory. How? How are now multiple policemen, multiple adults who were able to escape his grips... An FBI. I mean, what right. does it? Are you the Joker? Is he like, Alex Mack? Yeah, like, is that's he what turning I'm into like a liquid gas? Like, what? what, yeah. what like, and just are you like, Magneto? Like, what, how are what you? What is happening? How are you able to just like run around on a bike and rape people I and get away get, with yeah. it? Yeah, is this Westworld? Like, what? <laughs> what? And we're breaking into so many TV shows. So and many I pop love culture it. moments. Yeah. Um, but but I, isn't this crazy? I mean, this completely backs up my theory. There has to be someone in a high-level position covering it up, covering this up. But do you I don't know think that is, someone could be like? Do you think it was an important like ex-police sheriff that might like I maybe he was the son of somebody I mean, look, or there, somebody? Yeah, there are so many different VIP type of personnel that work on cases. Could be anyone. It literally could be anyone. I mean, you have to think all the way down to like politics and True. you know who knows the like mayor, whatever, yeah, whatever, right. whoever it could be. There must be some, in my opinion, in this theory, some connection that the police... I, mean, I don't how understand how he flee- keeps evading these people. Well, especially... I mean, think about this. How, what better of a setup do you want to catch somebody? He's telling you where he's going to go. Right. He's telling you what time he's going to do it. He's on a bicycle. He escaped the house. See, There's an is, FBI agent chasing him. This is why this wouldn't have happened... Like in the age of social media, because wouldn't you think that the like get the totally. phone call? Hey, everyone living near <laughs> yeah. or around Watt Avenue, right. they would open like, your damn eyes yeah, yeah. and try and see if there well, if you see gosh. a masked person on the loose. We get those Amber Alerts on our phones now. Exactly. I mean, that could have been a, a great tactic back in the seventies if we all had cell phones. So no, I, and we definitely mentioned this on the first episode from episode one. You know. Keep he in mind the authorities yet again. Yeah, keep in mind it's the 70s. There, there isn't Google Maps. It's literally, f- you know, pay phones and walkie-talkies, and that's pretty much it. So something to think about uh, around this. And if you have theories about this, too, please let us know. We would love to recap. You know, if you agree with this theory, you don't agree with this f- theory, let us know. We would love to, like, it, recap it, The thoughts. pieces are falling in place for this. I agree. Um, and basically he just continues. I mean, he evades yeah. authorities. He continues to attack. Yeah. It's... It's 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 pretty crazy that this keeps happening. Um, but what I wanted to sort of mention here is there have been reports of a possible physical altercation on, on one of his last attacks. It was actually chronicled on the show Crime Watch Daily. So an altercation being there was a scuffle, if you will. Yeah, there was a little. As, yeah, there was a little scuffle. Yeah, yeah a little mishmash. Which, by uh, the way, happening. I think we should also mention again. I don't mean to interrupt you, but now we're starting to see chronologically that. 
he's not able to overcome his victims in the same way that he used to, you know? He's getting a little bit older. That's what I was wondering. You know, he's done this a few times. Obviously, this is no easy feat. Couples are now, you know, more aware maybe of how to protect themselves. Yeah, exactly. This is all hypothetical, but yeah. yeah. So, and this was actually chronicled on Crime Watch Daily, but it seems as though a male victim what we seem to know, may have charged him. And while the victim was shot through the cheek, it was non-fatal. So I'm assuming the East Area Rapist, you know, had terrible aim. Maybe his eyesight's going. He's getting a little older. Right. Um, Hits him in the cheek. He survives this, which is how we know. Um, But then the man ended up being bludgeoned to death. Near a closet area. So beautiful. I know, because they had they found a bunch of blood uh, yeah. and tracks sort of leaving from the bathroom in the closet, and that's sort of how we know there yeah. was this scuffle going on. Um, and shockingly enough, this yeah. is one of his so, last attacks, yeah. he, East Area Rapist didn't strike for five years five after this. Five years. Which is kind of an interesting number. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's so I perfect. A, so, like, five, like, what could that... Are you ready for another theory? Are we there yet? Keep going. I mean, <laughs> I just think. Yes. I think that five years is such an, like a, like you were just saying, like a solid number. Right. It makes me wonder if he was in jail. Interesting. Maybe, you know, if someone's getting away with all this murder, maybe he's robbing people. But does that line up with your he's protected theory? Or maybe they just got him off on a lower crime, put him away for a little bit, give him a little time out. I love a good conspiracy theory. I love coming up with crazy theories. They do not necessarily have to play with each other, my theories. But so I'm just wondering now, five years is just like a perfect time. Was he in jail? There's another theory. Here's what I think. Yeah, you have a different theory about this. The reason I think it's five years is only because, well, it is five years, but the reason I think it was actually, he was hurt in this crime. Again, he's getting a little bit older. He's not doing it. It's because once he started attacking again after five years, he sort of reverted back to his original crimes. And then, you know, he would attack the first attack that he did. That was sort of his comeback. He attacked a teenager. He attacked a teenager who was alone, which is obviously a more vulnerable, quote unquote, easier victim than the couples he had been previously attacking for a long time. So it sort of seems kind of odd that he went from like easy, difficult back to easy, like unless he was hurt, maybe he, and he needed like to break away, sort of calm down, let everyone settle back into their nice ways and then re-attack again. Um, And so that's kind of why I think he sustained an injury. Yeah. I mean, one other theory I'm thinking of just as we're talking, I'm like, you know, this guy obviously has very serious sexual problems. Right. Could he have finally maybe found a lady? A girlfriend. Yeah. Or that, a boyfriend. Or a boyfriend, although he's been mainly attacking women, you know, um to sort of take over that need, right. whatever, whatever it may be. And then potentially five years later they break up and he's like, would all right. Would there be I need a woman this. out there who would date a guy with an unusually small penis? Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. So that theory is just maybe tossed they, out the window. Maybe now. nothing happened until five years later and then she was like, Oh no, this isn't gonna work. You have a small penis. Yeah, I mean time to go. <laughs> that would be my theory, you know what right. I mean? So anyway, lots of different theories going on. These are just ours, but there's actually more random theories and evidence that have sort of like Reddit has tons of stuff. Oh my god! Um, So people are endlessly debating about this on chat boards, on Reddit, on everywhere. I mean, this has been again Crime Watch Daily. Um, So the police actually brought in these bloodhounds to trace the scent. Bloodhounds a very good sense of smell. Mm -hmm. Uh, Police dogs actually brought in 
uh, bloodhounds to trace the scent after one of these crimes. Yeah. And apparently... This is so weird. This is very odd. They re- The bloodhounds reacted to the scent as if it wasn't a normal human scent. Again, are you Magneto? Are you a mutant? Are you Alex are Mack? You Alex like, Mack? what is going on? Shout um, out to anybody who knows who Alex Mack is, because I feel like some kids... kids in the 90s. Yeah. You gotta be a kid of the kids 90s. Kids listening to, to podcasts these days don't if know. If you YouTube Alex Mack, yeah. you'll feel very good. Um, <laughs> so, given the fact that the dogs were reacting in such an odd way, it sort of led the police to theorize that he was either a heavy drug user, which could have masked the scent in some sort of odd way, or had a biochemical abnormality, a la Alex Mack, or disease. (laughs) Or a la, like, Two-Face from Batman. Uh, Correct. Imagine, you know, who's, like, half of his face was, like, leaking. Yeah, this really painted the picture in a way for me when I read this information that was unlike any of the other details, because I'm like... When you have a trained animal that's probably done this a zillion times. Right. How many different, like, scents have they had to, like, sort out? I mean, these are are essentially police dogs. I mean, these are professional dogs who are meant to do this for a living. Yeah. Um, It just really kind of freaked me out, this particular Yeah, the biochemical abnormality. You know, and that that also might go with the fact that maybe if, if, in theory, you're your uh, hypothetical situation was right, that he was being protected. Mm -hmm. Maybe that person wanted to protect him because he knew that he didn't mean to do this because it was, you know, whatever. He had a sickness. He had a disease. He was a drug user. He was this. He was that. Right. It, I've been or, thinking about this for a while. No, definitely. Or one more theory, because we just love a good theory, apparently, on the show. Um, what if he knew that they would have drug-sniffing dogs? Or not drug, rather, just, you know, sniffing dogs. Um, and, like, kind of found some chemical that would throw them off. And, yeah. like, what that was all part of his master plan. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe, again, he's Alex Mack. Who it's knows? It's like hiding fingerprints from a, from a you right. know, a bloodhound. It's like, wearing, it's like his own version of wearing latex yeah. gloves. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Exactly. It's interesting. I mean, but he's obviously a pretty, you know, pretty smart guy. He's thought about yeah, it. Yeah, he's definitely thought about it. Premeditated. Yeah, like an idiot savant when it comes to these like <laughs> murders and rapes. And actually, these hounds actually trace this abnormal, odd scent along oh. some railroad tracks. Yeah. Um, to where they believe that he had parked his, his car. His car, yeah. And shockingly enough. Found the car, several notebooks. Well, the car wasn't there, right? It I th- wasn't? I feel like the car wasn't there. Yeah, the car wasn't there. So Producer, just found notebooks. They just found the notebooks where a car had been. Got it. So they must have seen tracks or something exactly. and knew that the car was there. So several notebooks yeah. were discovered. Uh, and they actually think that the notebooks may have fallen out yeah. of his vehicle. And so that's why. Okay, okay, so real quick as we talk about this, because I think, I, you know, I'm playing this through my head. I'm yeah. like, what's the scenario? I picture him ditching his bike wherever that was, potentially. Not 
That that's not fact. This is just hypothetical in my brain. Running through the woods, running to the railroad railways, whatever. Could this guy have been ET? Could have been ET. I I, I was that's just going to say that's another theory that we have yet to present. To, we have yet. We do not have evidence. But it could happen. It could, it could, he be, could that. be eating Reese's pieces. Just saying. And f- flying by the moon. We know he loves a phone. He does love a phone. Something that's to think about. Point. Something to think about. Okay, that's a good point. Yes. However, let's go back to the theory of him running to um, the, what am I saying? Railroad tracks. Yeah. Fine. Okay, so then I'm thinking, is there a getaway car? Because oh. if there are notebooks and paperwork that are just left behind, I get the Im- the image in my head of him jumping in a back seat like scrambling and scurrying into the seat and then some of that stuff falls out the, the car takes off there's evidence left behind um does yeah, that fit into your et, ET theory? theory i don't know but he could scramble into a basket on front of a bike or in a car and that's boom, true gone he's an alien who knows what, he, what well, he's the capable notebooks of were actually kind of odd oh, yeah. i seem to remember and i mean they didn't have a name on them otherwise this yeah, case right. would have been solved so clearly <laughs> right. they were anonymous notebooks but, but we have some sort of our lovely producer Matt has yeah. pulled together some of these odd journal entries. Um, like one of the ones below here, it begins with "mad" is the word that reminds me of sixth grade. Yes. This is an entry into this notebook. Now, do you want to read this, or do you want me to? It's this is literally from. We don't know if this is from the East Area Rapist. This yeah, is just sum in the notebook. What, I'm going I'm to yeah. use the best quotes of it because okay, it is perfect. kind of a long um, journal entry. But okay, go mad for it. is I'm the word drink, that take a, take a couple. You're going to need to once you hear about this. Mad is the word that reminds me of sixth grade. I hated that year. Clearly, guys, not sixth grade was amazing. <laughs> Uh, my sixth grade teacher gave me a lot of disappointments that made me very mad and made me built a state of hatred in my heart. No one ever let me down that hard before, and I never hated anyone as much as I did him. So, I mean, I get, I mean, listen, I don't know if you've ever gone back to your journals that you've ever written oh, or diaries. And, like, I remember reading a journal entry that I said that I wish my brother would get leprosy. So, oh clearly God. there was, you know, you're a kid. Did you even know what leprosy was? It doesn't matter. I just it wish just he sounded, got it. Yeah, yeah, it just sounded like something terrible that you would get. Exactly. But in addition to this odd entry about him <laughs> yeah. hating his sixth grade teacher, no leprosy of the brother, brother but yeah. sixth grade teacher, there was a... There was one piece of paper that had a hand-drawn map with the word punishment on it. Um, and it's a, I mean, you kind of have a picture of it right in front yeah, of it. It's an aerial it. view. Yeah. Uh, it depicts a neighborhood or a subdivision. There isn't much specific yeah. detail. It's sort of like showing how the blocks go, you know, showing where the houses are, some trees. It, it's it's like a, it's like if I lived in the neighborhood, I would draw this map. It's, it, it's, not, it's not like a cartographer made this or any sort of way. To me, you know, I... I I would think that somebody around the age of like 16 or above, because it's kind of detailed in a way that really you have to have thought about. You'd have to know the neighborhood and have some sort of idea of spatial awareness and and location awareness. That's what I was trying to get at. So punishment was written on this. Yes. But, um, which is interesting. But in addition to punishment was also these three words, come from Snelling, S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G. Which it, it didn't seem. It's not like there was any sort of uh, any sort of word that said that this map was, sna- was snelling. snelling. It just said come from snelling. Right. Um, and snelling. Well, 
There's a bunch of things that Snelling could be. Snelling yeah. is actually a very tiny town in California. Which was not necessarily nearby, but in that vicinity of Yeah, it's like an California. outpost. It's so small. Right. I mean, I'm not even sure it has like a real population. Yeah. I'm not even sure it has some sort of like school district. Yeah. It's that it's that tiny. Um it's actually halfway between Sacramento, which is where the East Area was started, yeah. and this town oh, called Oh, that's right. Yeah. And this town called Vesalia. Now the interesting thing about Vesalia Vice, oh, excuse me, I'm getting the resident <laughs> Californian over here. Look, he, he lived there. That's true. Yeah, That's he knows. True. He's going to tell us if we don't know. Visalia. Um, so some people believe, and the FBI has actually said this is likely, right? Yeah. That he started out as the Visalia yeah. ransacker, which is just another name to add to the mix, but it's important here. Yeah, it's an important part because the Visalia the ransacker, sorry, I just want to make sure I got the no, Visalia I I mean, part. We don't want to get this he's podcast already spit in my martini shut once, down so, on yes. episode two. Exactly. Um, yes. <laughs> he said he's not no. wearing any pants. Mm-hmm. Um, very Winnie the Pooh. Uh, so who, he, this Visalia ransacker burglarized about 80 homes in 74 and 75, which, which puts him, the this guy, you know, in the early 70s, even earlier than when he was attacking in Sacramento. Because that sort of happened in 76 and a little right. bit later. So this was... This was the first of him being exactly. known. Um, so, you know, this Visalia ransacker ended his crime spree in Visalia by attempting to drag a 15-year-old girl Gosh. out of her home late at night. Her father woke up and tried to intervene and was shot to death. And what was his name? That guy's name was Claude Snelling. Snelling. So there's a couple different things going on here. We got a guy named Claude Snelling. We have the town of Snelling, which is halfway between Sacramento and Visalia. So it's just, you know, there's nothing really more to talk about around that because those are just coincidences, things that happen. It's an odd coincidence, but the fact that it said punishment come from Snelling, I mean... It, it all works out in sort of the time frame just because right. the Visalia ransacker happened just months before the East right. Area Rapist. Again, we're assuming here that yeah, these yeah. guys are the same people, um, began to strike. Right. So the timing absolutely works out. And it's just too much of a coincidence. I mean, my whenever I first saw the map, I was like, okay, it says come from Snelling. It seems like that's almost a direction, you know? Like, right. this is the view as you come from Snelling is how I would interpret that. But then I'm like, well, did he draw this map after he shot Claude Snelling? Like, you know what I mean? There were all these different thoughts about what it could potentially mean. Yeah, Snelling isn't, like, it's such a weird noun or or (laughs) word in any sort of way that it has to relate to it. Like, you wouldn't just put that. Well, that too. And the other thing that we should mention is that the map is not necessarily of the town of Snelling. No. They were never really able to figure out what the map is of. So you can't really say it's Snelling. You can't say it's a town nearby. It's too basic. Like, it's specific in the sense of, like, they have the streets and the buildings cordoned off. But it's too basic a drawing to real... I mean, you could probably pin this... No. To end any town USA. I was just going to say, you know, I went straight to Google Earth. Yeah. I went to Snelling, California, and I was like, I'm going to find this damn neighborhood. And anything and in there? And nothing happened. No. I'm yeah. too stupid to use Google Maps. Um, Couldn't Google that, what the Google, if Google Maps solved this case and got us $50,000, <laughs> I mean, then we're right. smarter than the FBI. Right. Because in case you didn't know, you guys listening, we are trying to solve this to get the $50,000 reward to upgrade our podcast equipment and to pay off student 
student loans. Just for that. To just upgrade for those the podcast equipment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it around that's, the East Area Rapist. That's what we know. And if you guys have any... still unsolved, people. If you guys have theories or, you know, evidence... Just one more us. thought that yeah. just popped into my mind, yeah. given it's come from Snelling and we were talking about a possible, like, getaway car, hence the reason the notebooks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the Visalia Ransacker, East Area Rapist. Yeah. These were two of the same person. Like two people acting as... Because, I mean, you get two potentially brothers, potentially friends who are of the same build, of the same right. athletic... Right. Yeah. I mean... The you know D- what I mean? The DNA evidence apparently is linking to one person, but right. you do have to... Want, this is what I was going back to, I think, in the first episode or early on in this episode, which was like, how is it possible that one person has eluded... Are you like the Banksy of murderers? Are you yeah, a team may, of people that co- go under one name? You know, right. what, what exactly is going on here? And maybe um, and when I said two of the same, I didn't mean that both of them necessarily were doing it, but one was always waiting in the wings. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To you know, come from Snelling. Oh. That's where he came from. That's how... Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Just something to think like, about, Like Almost John. like come from Snelling was like a direction to somebody else. Saying that's where we from, came from. from I, you know, yeah, yeah. this is something to, you know, it's a little lullaby for you <laughs> to go to bed and think about. Exactly. And come back in another episode exactly. and tell us what you think. Well, okay, that's it for we our We want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, though, we obviously. definitely want to hear us. You can you can tweet to us at Jay Thrashers is who I am. I'm at Carpe Darren. And, you know, we will highlight some of your theories. If you have a really good theory in a future episode, even if we're not covering the East Area Rapist, we would love to feature it on the show. We want to. Have feedback. Feel free to rate us in the iTunes store on, you know, online, on SoundCloud, wherever. Each week, though, we're going to be covering a new murder. Exactly. So stick with us. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully we can get a, a reward out of this for something. Otherwise, what's it all worth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, we can. Matt's going to shut us down if we don't say Visalia. So just so you know, exactly. we're, we're on the edge as it is. Um, also, I wanted to mention for more crazy crime and murder related stories, be sure to follow Crime Time on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crime Time Weekends and Twitter at Crime Time. Uh, that's our oxygen.com crime blog full of the latest stories. And one more thing, don't miss new episodes of It Takes a Killer every Friday at 11.10 Central and Snapped on Sundays at 6.05 Central with an encore of that same episode playing later that night at 9.08 Central. That seems very, very nice. Look at a little button just to finish on. I love it. All right. Thank you, Matt, for this week's Yeah, thank uh, you, Matt, for getting us drunk and refill and olives and everything (laughs) and for correcting my pronunciations. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys next week with an all-new murder, all kinds of new gory details coming your way. Hopefully a bigger penis next week. Let's hope so. Let's hope. I mean. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.